Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Wednesday edition of the show. It is National Signing Day from the football side of things. So Indiana has been busy getting commitments, or I should say signings today, to begin to put together the first class for Coach Signetti and this new coaching staff in Bloomington. That is obviously worth a discussion today. But I think all eyes right now from Indiana fans are on last night's lackluster performance, letdown performance, whatever you want to call it, against Moorhead State. It was Indiana basketball at least for three-fourths of the game at its very worst this season. Um, Again, hard to know how to address it, hard to know what to say about it. After that performance at home against Kansas that we talked about on Monday, um, clearly this Indiana team has some potential, and it's a Big Ten conference. We'll get into that later that I don't think is as good as what we thought it was going to be. But Indiana – after playing really good against Kansas and letting it slip away, you know, again, a really good team beat them in the final minutes of that game. Uh, they came out and laid an egg and played terrible. In fact, if it wasn't for Anthony Walker in the first half of play, they would have been down 15 or more points instead of 11 points at halftime. Um, so, wow, what a performance and not in a good way for Indiana last night against Moorhead State. Just hard to figure out. This is multiple times now this season that Indiana has – Done some good things, taken some steps forward. Maybe you think, okay, here it goes. It's a momentum opportunity, and they come right back and maybe play the worst of the season. And I go back to the two Big Ten wins, and I know it was, you know, Michigan not great, um, but two Big Ten wins, and then they go get their doors blown off by Auburn and then, again, come home and battle Kansas. Should have won the game at home, played outstanding in many, many ways. And you think, okay, now Moorhead State and some mid-major opponents before Christmas here, Indiana's going to destroy those guys and cruise on to the new year and the restart of Big Ten basketball. And it was anything but that last night. So we'll get into it today. But, wow, hard to figure this Indiana team out. This is a confusing ball club uh, that has some real shining uh, missing pieces or concerning pieces, I think, is maybe the best way to say it. But, uh, wow, last night, not a good performance by the Hoosiers. Let's look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Segment one, in just a moment, we'll have our Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. We'll go through the game last night. We'll talk about the good and the bad, and there's a lot of the bad last night. Also, some high school basketball notes, a couple interesting girls' notes from last night, and some other things from this week I want to pass along here in this opening segment. Later in the show today, 
It's Wednesday, so Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star will be with us. We'll catch up on the IU game last night, and we'll look ahead as well. Uh, also later today, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, will check in. We always talk high school sports and local sports with Josh when he is with us on the program. A reminder, if you missed the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you will find us there. Uh, basically, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll find us. Just search for us. That way, if you missed the live show or you want to go back and hear another segment, Plenty of ways for you to keep up with us each and every day here on the show. Uh, let's get into the Hoosier headlines. Well, let me remind you that the uh, show lineup is a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. You can check them out today for great sandwiches, salads, and soups that are made fresh daily, and they will surely satisfy any craving you have. You might even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. Give Honey Baked Ham in New Albany a try. I think you'll be glad that you did. And Honey Baked Ham this time of year, it's the go-to place for the holidays, for Thanksgiving and Christmas and all the gatherings, uh, ham and turkey and so many other things. It's done in a very first-class way, so make sure you check them out if you haven't already. Uh, Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. Some of you would like to sound off on how bad the performance was last night. What do you make of Indiana's bad performance last night after playing Kansas really good at home? What do you make of this up and down? Is it lack of leadership? Is it is it something else that you can put your finger on? I struggle to figure out what it's going on, to be quite honest. But I'd love to hear from you with your opinion. 502-414-1450 is the number. Again, 502 414 1450. If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. Real quick, National Signing Day note as we get into our Hoosier headlines. Indiana expected, I think today and over the next couple days, to ink 20-plus players in the class of 2024. So love to uh, see exactly how this all shakes out uh, for Coach Signetti, the new coach of uh, IU football in his first class. He's been hard at it, and obviously a lot of um, additions and needed additions. Uh, some players coming back from last year that maybe had entered the portal, and a lot of guys coming from James Madison, whether it's where he was at, Coach Sig was at, or they were recruited to his program there, committed to his program there. A lot of those guys flipping over to Indiana here in the last couple of weeks. So today's kind of a culmination, at least of the recruiting side of things, um, and uh, love to see how this thing plays out for the new IU football coach. Also, basketball last night, we're going to get into this with Dustin Dopirak a little bit later in the show, but a number of things to think about from Indiana's game last night. It's hard for me to believe they were down 11 points to Moorhead State at halftime, and really the only player that even looked close to good in that first half of play was Anthony Walker. He had eight points. Uh, where Mbako and Renew, they combined for six points in the first half of play. That is unbelievably terrible for this Indiana team, especially against a nothing. No offense, Moorhead State was a well-coached ball club. They've got some nice players for their level in their conference this year. What is it, the Ohio Valley? I think they should have a really good season. But uh, Indiana was dismal in that first half, especially. Walker was the bright spot. He had 18 points, seven of 11 shooting. 
And then Galloway really came on in the second half. He had 14 points for Indiana. But uh, Indiana uh, down 15 points. They closed the game on a 20-4 run to win the game. And they were oh so very lucky on that final possession. Uh, IU on defense, Moorhead State with the basketball and uh, very lucky to escape. That's the assembly hall factor, I think, once again, helping this Indiana team to a victory over a team that, honestly, after how they played against Kansas, they should have blown out of the gym at home last night. So uh, more on that coming up a little bit later, but uh, some really crazy things last night that did not go well for Indiana outside of Anthony Walker's uh, performance. I will say, McKenzie and Baco, uh, aggressive. I know his shooting is still not maybe what we expected, uh, but that is something to pay attention to. And uh, Indiana was able to get the win. At the end of the day, that's all that counts. Indiana moves on to another quick one coming up on Thursday night. It's a very quick turnaround for this team, so a chance to play this one out of their system. But I really felt like after that Kansas game on Saturday, IU would blow through these two games and get themselves set up for after Christmas and a return to the Big Ten Conference. But more coming up on IU basketball a little bit later with Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star. A couple high school basketball notes. Uh, last night, uh, interesting game, Floyd Central girls, 4A, Borden in 1A. Borden, one of the best 1A teams in the state. And uh, Borden able to go on the road to Floyd's knobs and score a 35-31 victory. Borden is now 11-1 on the season. Floyd Central falls to 7-5. But that's a big win for Borden to go to the big school uh, right in their area, right in their backyard, and record a win on the home court of the Highlanders. Ava Wheeler led Borden. She's had an outstanding year with 14 points. I think she's got a great chance to play Division I basketball, and she's still got a number of years of high school hoops ahead. Riley Rarick with 10 for Borden. They are a really good 1A team that could make some noise in the tournament. Also last night, Jeffersonville, uh, a winner 46-32 over Bloomington South. And L Marble, uh, she had seven three-pointers for the Red Devils, a senior for Jeffersonville, an outstanding shooting uh, effort by her. And uh, that is big time, 25 points for Marble as she led Jeffersonville to the victory over Bloomington South. A couple boys games of interest last night as well. I don't have this in front of me, so I can't say it for sure, but Louisville Holy Cross came across the river to play Providence last night. And Holy Cross is not bad. Got a couple good players, and they uh, score a lot of points. I think they were averaging somewhere in the 70s as far as points scored per game. Last night, Holy Cross scored 19 points. They had three in the first quarter, three in the second quarter. They exploded for a big 11-point output, being sarcastic there in the third period, and they had two in quarter number four. 19 points. Providence wins 58-19. to That's that Providence defense clamping down uh, on Holy Cross. I think Holy Cross was without a key player, so no doubt that stymied the scoring a bit, but golly, to hold a team to 19 points, a varsity team to 19 points. And a varsity team, Holy Cross, at 6-2 and two after the game. They were a one-loss team, just like Providence coming into that game last night. Providence now 6-1 and one on the year. They had great balance scoring. Quentin Hesse, he had 16 points, no 11s. Had an outstanding year so far. He had 12. Elijah Fuller-Tucker, just a sophomore. He's coming on, had a good freshman year, getting some real opportunity now as a sophomore. He had nine points for Providence. Pioneers are good, and they're going to get better between now and the tournament as well. Also, earlier this week, Christian Academy, I think it was a Monday night game, they won 81-49. 
at Medora, who's not very good. But Josh Renfro, we had him on last Monday when he broke 1,000 points very early in his junior year. He had 45 points against Medora. He is coming off back-to-back 40-plus point games for 7-0 Christian Academy. So watch out for the Warriors. They are playing good basketball as they head into the Southwestern Tournament coming up uh, here in the next few days. Also, one other non-IU note, uh, actually a couple non-Southern Indiana IU notes, Louisville, Kentucky coming up on Thursday night. Louisville did get a win, a nice win, 85-63 over Pepperdine earlier in the week. But the rumors about Kenny Payne and how long is he going to make it? Is Louisville going to ride with him to the end of the season? Uh, What will the score be like? Will Cal, his former boss and great friend, take it easy on Kenny Payne and the Cardinals coming up on Thursday? All going to be very interesting to see. This is normally a game you can't wait for, even if you're an Indiana fan, if you just like college basketball or you keep up with things locally. Louisville, Kentucky is a big deal, and it just doesn't have that feeling this year. It's weird. You get around the holidays, that game is either just before or just after Christmas typically, but a much different feel for that game. And it's going to be really interesting on Thursday night to see what the Yum Center looks like. I mean, it's going to be dominated by Louisville or by Kentucky fans on Louisville's home court. Louisville's fan outpouring or support has been terrible the last few weeks, really terrible the last season or so. But um, it's going to be an interesting and an odd Louisville-Kentucky rivalry game coming up on Thursday night. And another high school note, the King of the Bluegrass is going on at Fairdale. And I know it's a busy time with all the basketball going on here, but if you get time, go out to Fairdale. You might need to get there early to get a ticket because it typically sails out. But it is a great holiday tournament. It's a wonderful, normally pre-Christmas tradition uh, they've got a lot of good teams from across the state of Kentucky. There are some good out-of-state teams as well. I don't think there's anybody in the tournament that's got an Indiana connection or um, recruiting connection or anything like that, but it's one of the great holiday basketball environments. It's one of the things across the river when it comes to prep basketball and prep sports that that's probably better than what we have. It's a great tournament. Fairdale's in Louisville, but they've got their own identity, their own community. Uh, they have just really poured in a lot to that event over the years. Every little detail is special. So it is a lot of fun. And as the week plays out, there should be some great games at the King of the Bluegrass. They've got two gyms going at Fairdale High School, games uh, really from about 4.30 on each evening. I think there's four games each night in each gym. So uh, you can check it out at kingofthebluegrass.com. But Lloyd Gardner, the longtime coach at Fairdale, Great mentor to me, great friend to me over the years. I spent a lot of time at the King of the Bluegrass Holiday Tournament uh, leading up to Christmas when I was a young kid working and helping Coach Gardner. And it's just an outstanding, outstanding tournament here in the area. It's one of the oldest in the country, one of the original big holiday tournaments in the country as well. So if you're looking for good basketball, it's different, but it's good. The King of the Bluegrass over at Fairdale. That's our uh, headlines for this Wednesday edition of the show couple texts on the Thornton's text line. Uh, texter says, C.J. Gunn d- didn't look happy on the sidelines. Terrible body, body language last night. I didn't catch that, but uh, I believe you for sure. Also, another texter says, thoughts on Floyd Central basketball so far. 
and the game tonight against Evansville Harrison. I actually ran into Coach White last night. We've been meaning to get together and kind of introduce ourselves, but a good basketball guy, very passionate about the Floyd Central program, has aspirations to lead that program for a number of years. He's really trying to put in some work, as I've mentioned before, going down to the youth levels as well. But uh, my thoughts on Floyd Central and Harrison tonight is the Highlanders have their hands full. Uh, Evansville Harrison is a really good ball club. I know they slipped up against Jeffersonville over the weekend, a 49-46 win for the Red Devils. But uh, Harrison, by all accounts, really good. And so I think Floyd will struggle tonight on the road uh, here with the Warriors. But that's to be expected. Floyd has some work cut out. I think they'll be a much better team as the season goes on. As far as thoughts so far for the Highlanders, uh, the first thing that jumps out is tough schedule, uh, new coach, new system, uh, trying to figure out roles, uh, definitely some challenges for the Highlanders this year, but we'll see what Coach White can do for the green and gold here the rest of the season. And uh, again, very passionate guy. He's fun to talk to and going to be curious to see what the future with uh, Floyd Central basketball looks like with him at the helm. Thornton's text line open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with Dustin Dopierak of the Indianapolis Star. More on last night's dismal performance by Indiana. They barely, barely get by Moorhead State at home. And then still ahead, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Stay with us. You're listening to a Wednesday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Wednesday program. Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star. He covers the Pacers, but still talks IU and a lot of other things with us here on the show. Joins us now. Dustin, last night, coming off a big, um, not a win at home, but a really good performance where Indiana looked good for basically the entire game against the number 2 ranked Jayhawks. Last night was a total opposite. Indiana was bad, bad, bad in the first half of play, down 11 points to mid-major Moorhead State at halftime. I think people are trying to figure out at this point what in the world is up with all the ups and downs, the major differences from game to game or every couple games uh, down the line with this Indiana team. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I didn't see the game, and I got the uh, like push alert on my phone. I'm like, well, what happened here? Um, so that was kind of like, okay, how did, how did this occur? And so, I mean, you, you obviously have some, like, you, when you kind of look at the emotional swings and whatnot, I mean, I, I think this, it, you don't want to get too caught up uh, in something like this. Obviously, they just had Kansas on Saturday. That was a game they had a chance to win. Uh, and so getting past that and getting up on, you know, Christmas week for, uh, you know, Moorhead State the next game, not always easy. Uh, you know, you have these from time to time where you have these big, like, okay, how do you explain um, you know, that game going into this game, how can those be the same two teams? Uh, and the answer is they're college kids. 
and you know sometimes it goes that way. And, and even if you, you know, I'm, I'm obviously covering an NBA team that uh, you know beat the Celtics and the Bucks, and you know two of the best teams in the world, and went out and got beat by the Washington Wizards. So it happens, uh, you know, from time to time, and that doesn't mean you necessarily like you know bury them. But I think you know obviously you're, you're looking at a lot of the same issues. I mean, you look at this box score um, and sort sort of what stands out about it. Um, you know, I mean, it's still not a good shooting team, and you know they 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 took a lot more than they usually do, and they go three for sixteen. Um, Mackenzie and Backwell and Backwell obviously had a day where he couldn't make one. Was over five from three, three of fourteen from the field. Certainly, there's been a lot of up and down, you know, for him as a player. He got to the line eight times, so that's got to be something. Um, you know, where I think has had a couple, has had some games where he's been really dominant, had some games where he hasn't. Uh, you know, was three of eight last night. Uh, you know, Trey Galloway stacks, you know, pretty decent. Uh, you know, uh, performances together was phenomenal against. Kansas, uh, 14 in this game. Uh, I guess Renew had to be in foul trouble, and that messes him up dramatically. He ends up only playing 22 minutes, taking four shots. So that, you know, knocks you off a peg a little bit. I mean, obviously, Anthony Walker's game stands out, 18 points, nine rebounds, 23 minutes. You know, it, it's big to have a game like that when you need somebody off the bench to come save you, and apparently he did. Um, you know, it, it's obviously not it's not a good sign. Uh, you know, it, it's problematic, but it's not necessarily one you look at and say, okay, well, that team's broken if it can't be more, more head state by more than one point uh, on Christmas week. I mean, sometimes you have these swings when you get really up for one game, you don't win it, uh, and there's some level of hangover, especially when you're playing a, a team that doesn't, uh, you know, frankly excite you if you're Indiana. You know, you're not looking at head state and thinking, man, that's a game I really circled on my calendar. You're you're still thinking about Kansas. Uh, and it's it's even harder at this point to kind of just move on. Usually, you can just overpower a team like that. You should, um, but you know, I think it's it's not good. It's not a good sign, um, but it's not necessarily one of those signs that tells you, okay, well, this team is in disrepair. Dustin Dopirak, the Indianapolis Star, were unpacking Indiana's win last night over Moorhead State. And Dustin, I think you were covering a Pacers game last night, so I don't know that you got the full I was, uh, no, opportunity I just, I to watch. To, yesterday was my in-between. Yes, yesterday was my in-between. I had, uh, so, I mean, I was gone for the greater part of like 10 days, so my wife and I went out to dinner with friends. Uh, so that's why we didn't watch the IU game. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, yeah, yesterday was kind of one of the rare off nights uh, of the last two weeks. And so, you know, we just got back from – uh, Minneapolis on Sunday. So, yeah, that's not why. <laughs> I didn't have a game last night. I do have one tonight, and I did have one Monday. Well, good so. for you to get some time. But you didn't get to see the <laughs> the blow-by-blow action in the second half. Indiana, I thought, very fortunate on that last defensive possession to, to get a stop or for the ball to not go in the basket for Moorhead State. But <clears throat> with that said, um, Moorhead State comes in. They shoot it well. They're a challenge uh, for Indiana on their home court. Uh, we know what the Big Ten Conference could look like this year, but uh, so much bouncing around for this team as far as where they're at from game to game. And uh, really, with last night's game, I guess maybe Anthony Walker is the standout. I don't know if if it's sure. not for him. I don't know if it's if it's possible that they're even in the ball game in the first half. I think 11 points, uh, a deficit at halftime, was partly because Anthony Walker came in and had such a spark for him. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you're looking at this, uh, and again, like I said, I didn't see it, but I mean, the box score tells you everything you need to know. Um, you know, and I've been impressed by him when I watched him. I think he brings a lot of good energy and, and, and gives you something, a spark off that, that bench, some size, some athleticism off that bench that's going to make a difference. You know, Phoenix was 18.9 rebounds, 7 of 11. Obviously, you know, Renew had four fouls, only played two minutes, so I think that's really the, the you know, what you're looking at there. Renew's been obviously a, you know, you know, really, really productive player, and you take him off the floor, uh, for foul trail purposes, he only scored six points in this game. Somebody needs to step up, and Anthony Walker obviously did, and that's what you need. 
uh, your depth for. And, and that's why you got to give these guys, uh, you know, guys like him some minutes to make sure that they're getting those opportunities uh, so that when you need them, you know, you find, find a big in foul trouble, and it obviously happens from time to time. Uh, you need a guy like that to step up, and he clearly did. And, and, and you know, so I've been impressed by, you know, his energy. I mean, I, I know his – I don't think his numbers are great or anything like that, but that, you know, that, that was a, one of those nights you need to have from a guy like him, you know, certainly an experienced player that you add from the portal. Uh, you, you need one of those from him every once in a while. Um, and I think that was really, really important. I mean, I think he's been, you know, again, brought you some good energy, you know, off the bench, you know, rebounding some size, some defense. You know, scoring the ball on occasions, not, you know, taking outside shots, but, you know, shooting 56% from the floor on the year. Uh, the guy does a lot of good things for them. And I think uh, that was, I think, an important game for them to kind of see his value uh, and, and how important he's been as, as a, you know, as a, as a forward off the bench. Talking with Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star, uh, Dustin Texter says this is a great point. Seems like poor shooting almost cost us the game last night. Three-point shooting was 19%. Free throw uh, shooting was 58%. You mentioned the box score really tells the story of the game. Texter says we are starting two freshmen and two sophomores. I guess no matter what the five-star rating is or the recruiting ranking is of some of these players, a freshman in high major college basketball or even a sophomore uh, in this new world of college hoops where some players are only there a year or two, uh, still somewhat inexperienced maybe, I guess. Is that – you chalk any of that up to youthfulness with this team? Oh, uh, sure. No, I mean, it, and, and it's just you have to be really, really, really good as a freshman. Uh, I mean, like it, it, it's sort of like we're, we're, we are used to at this point freshmen walking in and being superstars. And some of those guys are that game ready. You know, I mean, like obviously – uh, you know, I cover a couple of guys that, that were only around for a couple of years and it, you know, it, it didn't take them long to be all Americans and now they're pros. Um, and so sometimes it happens really fast. Sometimes you know, it doesn't. Um, and you know, it, it takes a little while for, for a player to really find himself. And obviously, you know, in Mbappé's case, it is. He's a five star talent. Um, and you've had seen a couple of games where you've seen that, okay, I, I get why. Uh, you know, he had that high of a ranking, but I mean, he hasn't been consistent yet. I mean, he's shooting 38% from the floor, eight of 38 from three still, even if, even after he had a couple games where he got it going. Um, so I mean, he's he, like the, the eventual vision for him is to be a, a big, long six, seven, you know, wing who can really shoot the basketball. And, you know, the, the capacity is obviously there, but it's not showing up in consistency yet at all. So when you, when you're not getting sort of everything that you're, you know, that the, I don't want to say the recruiting ranking promises because that makes it sound like I'm, you know, all these you know rivals and 24/7 guys are selling you this false food goods. Like they've obviously seen this at the lower level and it's projectable that it's going to happen at some point. I mean they're not dragging this out from nothing, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen immediately. I mean there's the capacity for him to be that kind of shooter and some of these other guys to be those those type of players, you know. But sometimes it takes a while. Uh, you know, um, you're, you're like I said. I mean you're looking at a couple sophomores. You know, Kellel Ware was a five star coming in. Um, and I mean, he is been one of their most consistent players, but that doesn't mean that every once in a while he's going to have a, he's not going to have a bad night. He's capable uh, of shooting from outside, but there's a reason he's only taken 15 of them, uh, you know, so far in 11 games. Um, so there is definitely, I mean, you, you, you do see the difference. I mean, you see the difference when Galloway and Johnson are on the floor, you know, Gabe cups, I mean, it was not a five star at all. I mean, but I think, you know, you're, you're seeing the positive and, and negative there in the sense of he is a really smart player. Uh, and, you know, he's got a super high basketball IQ. He plays with a lot of energy. Um, you know, he's not a dominant physical force at this point. Um, uh, you know, and, and so he's still figuring out how to get to his spots, how to get his shots and, and figure out how to deal with the fact that he's not, he's, he's going to be undersized. Uh, and so, I mean, that doesn't mean he can't be productive, but for, for a guy like that, it takes you a while to figure out, okay, 
where are my spots? Where do I have to get to so that I have space to operate uh, rather than running at people that are way bigger than me? Um, so he's figuring that out. He's shooting 32% from, from you know the field. I think he's doing a lot of good things. And I, and obviously, he's the only guy that can play point guard when Xavier Johnson's out the only one he can really trust at that position. Um, you know, he's defending well, 10 steals. And there's a lot of things he's doing well, but you know, he's still not going to overpower people. Um, and so you're not seeing the offense yet because he doesn't really know where to go to get his spots, where to go to get his buckets um, you know, when he's dealing with this much size um as compared to what he's used to so i think you know there there is definitely an adjustment period um and sometimes we forget about it because sometimes some of these guys came in come in and they're you know all americans right out of the gate and you got to remember that it doesn't happen that way for everybody it doesn't even happen that way for every five-star talent talking with dustin dopirak of the indianapolis star talking about last night's indiana win a narrow win 69 68 over moorhead state at home you know inconsistency is uh, tough for a team Tough for a fan base for sure. And Dustin, I'll tell you what, without going through some of the specifics, um, it's been a tough go of it to start the Big Ten season. Uh, Michigan State is not, I don't think, near as good as what people expected. They started the season ranked fourth. Michigan has had its fair share of problems. And some of these big non-conference games recently, uh, it's been a struggle for the Big Ten when you look at scoring some of their maybe out-of-conference wins here so far this year. So the saving grace, I guess, is maybe that there's a lot of unknown about the Big Ten and it may not be the conference that we're used to it being this year. Yeah, and it also might win a national championship. <laughs> you know, I mean, how many years have you seen uh, that it hasn't been, uh, you know, that it's been one of the best top to bottom leagues in the country and it ends up getting, um, you know, it, it gets in trouble early. I mean, obviously, Purdue has come off some bad, uh, you know, tournament losses, but man, that was a big one uh, on Saturday to, to get uh, Arizona on a neutral, you know, semi neutral site, obviously playing uh, at Gainbridge. But, um, you know, they're, they're, you know, you are looking at this team that doesn't have, it doesn't have quite the depth that you're used to. It, it has some teams that are uh, have not been as, success, as successful as they're used to being. Michigan State, I think, got a significant one the other night. Uh, I'm trying to remember who, who they got, but it was a significant win. I'm, you know, going through it right here, who they get? Um, Baylor. Yeah, you know, significant win over Baylor. Beat up on Baylor uh, on Saturday, 88 to 64. Um, you know, that's that's a pretty significant win. Um, obviously, they, they you know posted a couple bad ones in the road in Nebraska. They shouldn't lose in Nebraska. You know, they shouldn't get beat that bad at home um, by Wisconsin. But I mean, again, Michigan State tends to have slow starts. So, I mean, you, you don't want to bury those guys. You don't ever want to bury Tom Izzo based on what happens in November and December because you can look make be made to look really dumb uh, in in March. Uh, so it could it could certainly happen. So I mean, there's there have been some problematic losses, but I don't think you look at anybody and say, well, okay, well, they're, they're in, in such a bad way uh, that they can't get up from this. I mean, Indiana's still 8-3 and three for as shaky as they look. Uh, you know, Illinois looks okay. Northwestern's got some pretty good wins. And then, again, I think, you know, Purdue has to be number one, uh, you know, uh, in the country this week after, you know, being Arizona. And they, they look a lot better. I mean, they definitely seem to address some of the problems that were, you know, clear Achilles heels for them uh, in the postseason. Braden Smith's playing better. I think Lance Jones has made them, uh, you know, given them a really good, you know, even though he's not really tall, kind of long-arm defensive athletic presence that gives them a chance to guard, to keep some of the guards in front of them they had, they had trouble with. And, of course, they have still have the biggest force in the league uh, in, in college basketball and Zach Eady. So, uh, you know, this, you know, it, it wouldn't be, you know, it, it, it would be, I think, in, in a way really fitting that in, in the last, you know, four or five years they've had, uh, I think, you know, during the regular season, a phenomenal league that got, you know, just taken down 
in the tournament, but this might be one of those years where it doesn't have a great regular season, but it might have the team that wins the whole thing. And if it's Purdue, that's even richer because they were obviously a team that has thrown away some really good chances in the tournament. All right, uh, Dustin Dopierak, the Indianapolis Star. As we let you go, have the Pacers cooled off just a little bit after their great <laughs> run to the in-season tournament championship game? Yeah, more than a little. <laughs> more than a little. Um, there are, you know, obviously four straight losses, and that's the, the biggest stretch of bad play they've had in a while. I mean, I think the total cumulative effect um, really took a toll on them. Uh, I'll say it took a toll on me. Um, you know, being on the road that long, um, but you know, just tacking on, you know, a week in Vegas when they already had a week-long road trip coming up, where they were going to Detroit, Milwaukee, uh, you know, Washington D.C. and Minnesota on a back-to-back. Um, I think that took a lot out of them physically. You know, obviously, Tyrese Halliburton got hurt in the Friday night game. He, you know, obviously came back Monday, but didn't seem quite like himself. He said the knee was fine, um, but he clearly wasn't in a rhythm. The Clippers got a lot of length, and they kept him from doing anything he wanted to do, and he didn't make any make a lot of shots. He was three of twelve. Um, so, you know, they cooled off a lot. Um, you know, they were reminded of, again, of their defensive flaws. Uh, the Wizards loss was just brutal. <laughs> they had no business losing that game. Uh, but they obviously had got the win in Detroit, which was important. I mean, obviously they were, they were coming off that huge high in Vegas. They kind of had a sense of, all right, you know, this is going to be a trap game and they were prepared for it. Milwaukee was just weird and they got over, you know, just Giannis and, and Dame were too much. Um, and, you know, that game obviously was strange with the whole game ball, uh, you know, controversy and, you know, but then for some reason they just did not get up for Washington on Friday. Uh, and with Halliburton out uh, on Saturday, they just didn't have the firepower to deal with the Minnesota team that, that looks really good. You know, the Timberwolves are, are really, really there. Anthony Edwards is making his leap, uh, and Carl Anthony Towns is still a problem. And for this team, it's, it's another one of those big power, you know, big skilled power forwards that they really still don't have a defensive answer for. Um, so yeah, they've, they've come down significantly. You know, uh, Rick Carlisle's talking about making lineup changes. Uh, they're definitely at a bit of an inflection point. Uh, they're fortunate that they've got a, Hornets team that's missing a couple guys tonight uh, at at home, so they've really got to get this one. All right, uh, Dustin Dopirak, Indianapolis Star. Dustin, we won't talk to you again before Christmas, so Merry Christmas. Great to have you with us today, and uh, we'll uh, keep up with your coverage of the Pacers. Of course, Merry Christmas to you as well, and uh, talk to you guys soon. Absolutely. Dustin Dopirak, Indianapolis Star. He's with us Wednesday. We'll head to a break. Local sports next. Lots of high school basketball this week still coming up in advance of the Christmas holiday. And Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, will stop by to chat with all of it with us here coming up in just a minute. So stay with us for that as we head out to a commercial break. You're listening to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Wednesday edition of the program. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, with us every Wednesday in this segment. We put the focus on local sports, specifically high school basketball this time of year. And Josh, we're in that great season. The holidays are here, and that also means at least up until the holiday, we've got basketball just about every day because you've got 
holiday tournaments and teams are off from school so they can travel a little farther and they can play weeknight games a little easier. So there's a bevy of basketball to be played this week leading up to Christmas. Yeah, all kinds of all kinds of tournaments, all kinds of games, that's for sure. Uh, you know, it looks like the, uh, the, the best one for the rest of the week is going to be uh, Christian Academy against Southwestern at 3 o'clock on Friday afternoon at, at uh, Madison. Jefferson County Invitational, man, that one's uh, two two uh, unbeaten ranked teams facing off. That's going to be a really good one uh, on Friday afternoon, or should be. So hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully it's a good crowd and a good game out there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, across the area, I know Jeffersonville is a team that stands out to me with what the tough holiday hoop schedule looks like. They play in Kokomo a little bit later in the week, and then they've got Fishers after the holiday. They've got back-to-back holiday tournaments, one before Christmas and then one in between Christmas and the New Year's. They're going to be on the road a lot. Yeah, well, that's the story of their season, that's for sure. They've only got, what, seven home games or something like that. But, yeah, hopefully hopefully it's Jeff and Kokomo in that uh, Kokomo tournament final. That would be awesome. Hopefully that 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 pans out, but uh, yeah, it should be really good, uh, really good competition up there. That's for sure. Uh, you know, Floyd Bedunga and Kokomo would be uh, wonderful just to, for Jeff to get there and play those guys in the final. But uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's Jeff's got some uh, some really big games coming up. Uh, you know, and the rest of the the rest of the calendar year, and then uh, you know after that it'll be back to. Back to the usual be the big New Albany game in uh, early January. So, and then uh, the dogs, you know, they don't they don't play in a tournament, but they got to Corden Central on Friday night at home. So that's uh, you know, that's another local game that people can go out and watch. Should be a good one. Josh Cook, sports editor, with me of the News and Tribune. Josh Jeffersonville. I'm not sure anybody has had a bigger weekend this season than what they had Friday and Saturday this past weekend. They beat Silver Creek, who was undefeated heading into that game, handily at home. Then they went on the road down to Bossy. It was a quick turnaround, a four o'clock, four thirty game on Saturday, and a neutral site game against Evansville Harrison at Bossy. Harrison's really good this year, and Jeff able to squeeze out a win in the final seconds over Harrison. So, is this the statement weekend by Jeff? Is this the coming? out party for the talented devils that uh, we thought they might be the best team in the area this season is this their coming out party yeah you definitely like think so it's definitely uh you know a a good uh a good start for them heck since they only played uh what three games before last weekend so you know definitely a a great step in the right direction for them and uh you know they can take some more over the next uh over the next week or so in these holiday tournaments so you know it's at this point, it's just about uh, you know getting good competition for them and, and playing playing tough teams and, and playing tough games are going to prepare them for uh, for the for March in the state tournament and that kind of stuff. So you know it's it, it, at this point it's all you know these these are all uh, uh, practice games. Some coaches might say, but uh, you know Sharon Wilkerson's just hoping they'll they'll pay off for his team down the road. So. Uh, you know, time will tell, but you know, hopefully, hopefully that'll be the case. Josh Cook, sports editor, News and Tribune. Last night, some girls basketball uh, in the area. Uh, Borden, I thought, with a big win at 4A Floyd Central. They went on the road and able to score that victory. And then last night, uh, L Marble at Jeffersonville, seven three-pointers as the Red Devils victorious last night. Some good Tuesday night girls highlights uh, from uh, girls hoops. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, congrats to. 
you know, marble and uh, hitting, hitting all those threes and setting that setting that school record and uh, Jeff beat Bloomington South and then yeah, as you mentioned another uh, a, a good win by Borden at uh, at Floyd Central had a late uh, had a late ten zero run to to pull out that victory uh, you know uh, Floyd's Floyd's a solid team too Floyd beat Silver Creek a couple weeks ago so. Uh, that was a good win for the uh, for the Braves, you know, and they're not, uh, you know, Gordon's got a big, big speaking of holiday tournaments. They play in a, uh, they're going to play Kokomo next week, I think, in, in a holiday tournament. And we've got, uh, you know, the, that's the big uh, Cheatham Classic, I believe. So, you know, that'll be, uh, that'll be a good one. I believe Charlestown's playing in that one too. So, you know, that'll be a good test for, for both of those teams. Gordon's uh, definitely not uh Sign away from any competition. Heck, they're playing uh, Bedford North Lawrence in their last regular season game. So, you know, again, uh, with uh, with Matt Vick's team, it's all about preparing those girls for the uh, for the postseason. You know, getting them ready for uh, for for the sectional, and uh, you know, potentially beyond that, if and, uh, if they're able to beat or beat Lanesville, which you know that was a great game a couple weeks ago between those two teams, and. Uh, you know, hopefully, it'll, hopefully it'll be a sectional final come uh, come February. We'll see, but uh, you know that it's uh, kind of a shame. But you know, two of the top teams in uh, Class A are uh, in the same sectional. But uh, you know, whoever whoever wins that sectional is gonna gonna have a good shot to make it to the state championship game. So you know, it's it's an exciting time. And then uh, also last night, what well, we had the Providence boys uh, they held uh, Holy Cross to 19 points. So Another impressive defensive effort by the Pioneers. You know, uh, I was watched, I was at that game for a little bit, and Holy Cross had what, six points, I think, at halftime, something like that. So, just a just a crazy good defensive effort. I'm, I'm sure they're not going to want to come across the bridge and play Providence anymore. Uh, or maybe they will. I don't know, but I'm sure they won't see another team playing defense like that the rest of the year. So, you know, that was a definitely impressive performance by the Pioneers heading into. Next week's uh, Silver Creek Holiday Tournament. Absolutely. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News Interview. Josh, thanks for all your coverage. Thanks for all your insight. We'll talk with you again uh, after Christmas and uh, catch up in the middle of more holiday basketball here in the area. Sounds good, Matt. Thank you, and have a Merry Christmas. All right. Josh Cook, always with us Wednesdays as we talk the latest uh, headlines in local sports. All the things we talk about with Josh, or most of them at least, you can read uh, in the daily print edition of the News and Tribune, and you can also read online at newsandtribune.com slash sports. That's going to wrap things up for our Wednesday show. A broadcasting note, a program note, we will have Corden at New Albany on Friday night here on the Big X. Our pregame coverage will begin around 7.10. And tip-off in that contest is scheduled for 7.30 on Friday night. It'll be my first time in the doghouse this season. One of my favorite places to be. Great catwalk vantage point up top there to call the game. And uh, very much look uh, forward to being there on Friday night in advance of the holidays coming up very soon. So uh, join us for that game Friday night. If you're out and about, if you've got some other things going, can't get out to a game, we'll have that 
Corden New Albany game on the air, and uh, we'll have some additional games coming up next week as well. But uh, obviously, hope you can get out and uh, get in a gym. It's always a great uh, thing to support your local school and uh, check out some good high school basketball here in the area. Have a great Wednesday. That's going to wrap things up for our show. Check us out as a podcast. If you missed the live show, all you got to do is uh, search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. And you'll find us most any place that you listen to podcasts by searching for our show name. Talk with you later this week. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.